Turkmenistan is going to close the gateway to hell. And a restaurant in Tokyo welcomes mistakes because the servers all have dementia. And a woman married the color pink. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm so glad you're here. I got three weird stories from around the world, as always. And I have you, as always. I'm grateful for both. (laughs) Turkmenistan plans to close the gateway to hell. (laughs) Turkmenistan's president has ordered the extinguishing of the gateway to hell. This is a real thing. Google the gateway to hell. It's a fiery hole in the middle of Turkmenistan. (laughs) This thing looks insane. Anyways, this thing's been burning for decades, it says. It's a huge fire in a crater that's been burning for decades. It looks like the actual entrance to hell. It sure does. It looks like it would go to the center of the earth. Like if you told someone, bro, why don't you go to hell? This looks like the place that the bro should go and then jump inside. It looks like the entrance to hell. Like when Dante was writing the Inferno, I think this is what Dante was thinking of. This is the actual entrance to hell. It looks like that. You need to look at it. It just blows my mind that you would have this within your country's borders. I mean, it looks like a nice place to go camping. You could roast some marshmallows on the on the uh, precipitous edge of this giant gateway drop to the fiery bowels of the earth, it looks like. Well, I'm getting poetic. You can't really have this, though, in your country. you got to do something about it. Because what if, I don't know, what if kids are playing and then the basketball falls in there and then, <laughs> now we have a problem on our hands here? <laughs> Plus, it looks like it's very pollutant, <laughs> I would say. Uh, so they got an, a name for this Turkmenistan president that's, is, that's quite, like, high-level difficulty. Like, on 1 to 10 on difficult names, this is like 8.8. I'm going to give it a go, though. Gurbungali Birdi Mukamadov. Did I get it? I think I did. First try. Probably not. Gurbangali wants this gateway to hell put out, wants the fire extinguished for environmental reasons and health reasons, as well as part of efforts to increase the gas exports. I don't know what increasing gas exports have to do with this hole. But I can see why you would want to close it for health reasons and environmental reasons. It doesn't look healthy for anybody involved. This thing's been burning for decades. Uh, I imagine it's a tourist attraction. So you're going to have to give that up. And um, of all the reasons to go to Turkmenistan, there's probably not very many. Um, It says here, the mystery surrounds how this crater, which is called the Darvaza Crater, uh, was formed. It was formed in a place called Karakum Desert. Many believe it it came to life when a Soviet drilling operation went wrong in 1971. How do you not know how this happened? This is giant fiery hole. <laughs> this is not like <laughs> some small thing. You don't know how this happened. Really? Nobody? Hey, how did this giant fiery crater happen? Oh, geez, got me. I think it was the Soviets that did it. I don't know. It says here, Canadian explorer George Kourounis examined the crater's depths in 2013 and discovered that no one actually knows how this thing started. But how deep is it, George? They're not giving me the stats. 
This thing looks like looks like it goes to the center of the planet, to be honest. But George knows. According to local Turkmen geologists, the huge crater formed in the 60s, but was only lit in the 1980s. Someone lit it? <laughs> Who lights something like this? Hey, we got this giant hole. There's some gas coming up. What should we do with it? I don't know. You want to throw a match in there? That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Come on, man. Like you come across this giant hole that goes to the center of the earth and gas is coming up and you throw a match in. This is, <laughs> this is your solution. <laughs> it says here this crater is one of Turkmenistan's most popular tourist attractions. Yeah, I'd imagine it is. I don't know how you're going to extinguish it, by the way. You're just going to have everybody show up to the edge of the hole and piss in it. <laughs> All right, everybody, on three. All right, everybody drank from the keg, right? Okay, we're all ready. We got bursting bladders and three, two. And it's just a giant sizzly party. Uh, the president has a quote here. We are losing valuable natural resources for which we could get significant profits and use them for improving the well-being of our people. I have instructed officials to find a solution to extinguish the fire. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> figure out. You guys, figure out how to extinguish. How do we extinguish this giant hole to the center of the earth that's been spewing gas for decades? How do we put it out? Jeez. What to do? What to do? Uh, I guess we could fill it up with ice cream. Uh, that would put it out. I don't know. <laughs> In 2018, by the way. The president officially renamed this gateway to hell the Shining of Karakum. The Shining? Seems strange. Why don't you just fill it with flowers while you're at it and just call it the Peaceful Hole? <laughs> there have been numerous attempts, by the way, to end this fire, apparently. Going back decades, back in 2010, Mr. Berdy Mokamadov also ordered experts to find a way to put out the flames then. Well... It's been a long time, and no one can figure out how to put out these flames. I mean, I'm looking at the photo of it. I don't know how you put this thing out. This thing looks ridiculous. I mean, send all the fire trucks in the world, and, and good luck then. I mean, it, good luck with it is all I got to say. I don't know how you put this thing out. Perhaps those planes that drop that powder on forest fires, you could do some plane flybys. And even then, man, I, I'm not sure. Meanwhile, to me, it looks like a great place to visit. If I was ever in Turkmenistan, this would be like number one or two on my list of things to go to because it's so weird and mysterious. It looks crazy. It's like the middle of the desert. It's just like a fiery hole. Oh, man. You could easily, if you were you know, riding dune buggies in the desert and you weren't paying attention, you could totally drive into this thing. There's no fence around it. This is really the awesome. I mean, the photo I'm looking, no fence. How do you not have a fence around this thing? <laughs> you don't put a fence around the gateway to hell. Are you okay, Turkmenistan? <laughs> no fence. Okay, okay. At a restaurant in Tokyo, mistakes are forgiven when all the servers have dementia. An order for a hamburger can turn into dumplings, but mistakes aren't fussed over in this very caring setting. It's a restaurant in Tokyo with a very intriguing disclaimer. It states... At this restaurant, no one knows if what you ordered will come out. <laughs> it is aptly named the Restaurant of Mistaken Orders. And all of the servers taking the orders have dementia. This is amazing. First of all, you're giving people with dementia employment, a purpose, some fun. 
And you never know what you're going to get. How exciting is that when you order one thing and you have no idea? Oh, I ordered French fries. What are these? Oh, it's just a pile of arugula. <laughs> Opposite of what I ordered. Whatever. Here's a quote from the organizer, Shiro. We want to have a place, a restaurant, where everyone thinks, well, it's okay if there's a mistake. Everyone here just accepts the mistake. And most instances, we laugh about it and we have some fun. I'd imagine it is fun to eat at this restaurant. <laughs> You should combine this one with the restaurant that was serving food during the floods that I covered earlier in the year. So now you get to eat, you know, knee deep in some water, and then you're not even sure if your your order is going to come out. Yeah, your child orders a Shirley Temple and gets delivered a margarita. Oh, fun times. You never know what's going to happen. Shuri came up with this idea after he worked in the dementia care industry. Um, he found himself at one point ordering some food in the cafeteria and was instead of giving a hamburger steak was served pot stickers. And he said at first he was going to point out the mistake, but realized that everyone takes these mistakes in the moment. It, they cease to be mistakes. It was very eye opening for him. And then the idea for the restaurant of mistaken orders just hit him. Unbelievable. Shiro wants you to know that they focus on the quality of the food and they don't make mistakes on purpose at this restaurant. He says, we wanted to make a place where when the customers come, they feel that it looks delicious and fun. And people with dementia just happen to be working there. This is a place to spontaneously interact with dementia. Shiro has a much larger vision with the restaurant of mistaken orders. He says, ultimately, I would like our society to become one where everyone has an open mindset about such things and can embrace and learn to live with dementia as it's part of our reality. This guy's amazing. This is a very weird yet uplifting story. I love it. More of this in the world. Oh, giving people with dementia a chance to, you know, be out there and working, interacting, which is exactly what they they need, you know. We usually do the opposite. Someone with dementia, we kind of take them away from People take them out of social situations. This is the exact opposite. And I'll bet you it'll do them better to be interacting with the public, even having a job. This is fabulous. And then, you know, there's also the adventure that is this restaurant, that you go to this restaurant and, and you know, something could happen. You might not get what you ordered or whatever. You might forget something. I, it, that's fun, too. I mean, come on. These things happen at regular restaurants anyways. You could go and spend all the money in the world at high-end restaurants, supposed to have the best wait staff, and they still screw things up for us. It happens all the time. And so for the rest of us, these are teaching points. You know, you learn to be patient with people that have these conditions. And actually learn to laugh at yourself and laugh at the situation. And laughter just gets you through everything. And I'd imagine there's a lot of laughs at this restaurant and give it up for Japan again for just pushing the boundary of weirdness as always the restaurant of mistaken orders this is the only place you'd find such a thing they got a poop museum <laughs> you know this place is amazing a woman married the color pink this happened in Las Vegas for many people the New Year's means new beginnings new resolutions well for someone named Kitten it'll forever be her historic Wedding anniversary, January 1st. Kitten K. Sarah married the color pink on that day. She told the media, 
I'm actually marrying the color pink. I'm actually doing it. I'm actually marrying the color pink. Oh my god, it's pink. It's a color. Oh my god, I'm marrying it. Someone love. I've loved pink forever. I've always loved pink. Always been my favorite color. I didn't know I could marry it. And I'm marrying it. I married it in Vegas. Oh my god. <laughs> Me and pink. With a wedding ceremony that took place on at noon on that Saturday. She's the first person to ever marry a color. <laughs> oh, good for you. Way to push the boundaries here. There's another quote from this dingbat. I actually have a giant pink swatch, like a pink paint swatch, pink paint swatch. So like the colors are like my favorite. They're all listed and I'll be holding my pink swatch. Wow. What's wrong with this woman? <laughs> my pink swatch is <laughs> going on and on. I got a pink watch. So I thought I'd marry the color pink. It is my favorite color. Yeah. Of course, the word like is going to be every other word coming out of this idiot's mouth. Kitten says she's had her relationship with the color pink for more than 40 years. This woman's older than 40. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the idea to tie the knot with the color came two years ago when a child skateboarding was poking fun of her wearing pink. Oh, really? That's where it came from? Okay. Is that all it takes to <laughs> get you to make an extraordinarily terrible decision? Some comment by a stranger on a skateboard? She described the moment. Like, a kid said to me on a skateboard, like, wow, you love pink, right? I said, yeah, I love it so much. And he goes, you love it so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> and then I thought, oh, my God, this kid's onto something. Oh, uh, why don't you marry it? Oh, I never thought to marry it. While the idea to marry a color may sound a bit far-fetched, Kitten said she encourages everyone to do what they love while they still can. Yeah, I don't think we ought to take advice from you, Kitten. Sorry, just going to... You kind of lost credibility when you married something that uh, can't even move. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is this? A color? <laughs> At least if you marry a plane, you can touch it. I mean, it's a thing, kind of. You could probably own it. Like, you can't, you can't own the color pink. The color pink's for all of us. We're all enjoying the color pink. You have to. You've married pink, but you got to share it with the rest of us. So, yeah, you got to deal with that. Kitten says, have fun with it. Have fun with life. Have a ball. You're only here for a little bit of time. Have a blast. Have a ball. Yeah. Do what a skateboarder tells you to do. <laughs> like, why not? You only live once. Why not do what the skateboarder tells you? <laughs> like, what if the skateboarder said, hey, Kitten, if you love b vibrant colors so much, why don't you light yourself on fire or jump into the gateway to hell? Would you do that as well, lady? I mean, hey. This is two weeks in a row where we got somebody marrying some outlandish thing. This is not even really a thing, though. This is not objectophilia like in the other story because a color isn't an object. So I don't even know how you categorize this. This sort of, <laughs> I mean, maybe you could categorize it as dementia on some level. And I know this is going to be a hot take, but we live in a world where... Not everybody, but mostly Americans are just like, just do whatever you want in life. You only have one life. Just do whatever you feel like. Yeah. Maybe pump the brakes on do whatever you feel like in life. Eh. Maybe think about others, like your close loved ones and family before you just do anything you want in life. Yeah. I'm not trying to be insensitive to somebody's desire to marry an, an inanimate thing. I'm just like, 
pump the brakes on do whatever you want with your one life. Like, sure, sure. Have some fun. Have Try to live without regrets. But also, don't be stupid. Yeah, apply some reason to the situation. Yeah, no one's saying this. I'm saying it. Maybe you guys disagree. You can call me 646-450-2012. Tell me you want to marry the color blue. Whatever the hell you want to marry. I want to marry a tuba. All right. Yay! Pink when I turn out the light. You guys like my Steven Tyler impression? Yeah, that Aerosmith does that. Pink is my favorite color song, which I believe is about the female genitalia. Yes, I do believe. I'm not an Aerosmith historian, but I believe that's about the female genitalia. uh, I don't know what your favorite color is. I'm going to tell you my favorite color. It's going to tell you a lot about me. It's gray. Gray is my favorite color. I don't know why. I just love gray. I've painted a few of my bedrooms gray, completely gray, over the years. I just dig it. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I'm just a sad soul. Maybe it says you're a sad soul, Jonesy. Uh, anyways, I hope you had a nice weekend. I'm still ill, if you couldn't tell by the sound of my voice. Took a COVID test, still waiting for results. Man, I just had a cold, I think. Pretty annoying, to be honest with you. We're plowing through, though, guys, you know? Plowing through. Do you think this cold is going to keep me out of the closet? You think COVID's going to keep me out of the closet? Hell no. Keep recording. Shoot, man. You'd have to blow up the closet to keep me out of the closet. For real. The closet would have to slip into the gateways of hell. So <laughs> I should paint the closet pink and marry it. <laughs> I married my closet, guys. You married a closet? I did. Uh, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me over the weekend to say, hey, have a great weekend, and thanks for what you do. I appreciate that. You guys make me feel good. And I uh, hope you had a lovely weekend. And uh, what else? I guess if you'd like, well, you get the phone number. If you want to send me anything, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join the Patreon, I put a bunch of stuff in there over the weekend. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. You get a lot of extra content in there. Check it out. Yeah. Or download the Patreon app and search for Weird AF News or go to weirdafnews.com. Hey, now. Yeah, you can find everything there. A lot of resources at weirdafnews.com. So check that place out. Well, once again, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, consider doing so. You can do it on Spotify now. You can leave, you can actually just rate it. You can't review it, but you can give it five stars on Spotify. That'd be super helpful if you open up the app and just was like, hey, let me give it five stars. That'd be pretty cool. I'd appreciate that if you would do that. Um, if not, all good. I know you're busy. Psh, I get it. You're busy. Psh, it's no problem. It's no problem. Uh, love you very much. And uh, I suppose I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>